0: Hey guys, it's Andrea and welcome to Trekkie and Beyond. This season, we are hanging out in the Lower Decks. Are you excited to see what shenanigans they get up to? Because we are, so stick around and
1: enjoy. Hi, it's Monika. So by now you know that I really like first contact stories with lots of drama so I have a book recommendation for you. Check out the Ancient Illumination Space Opera, which takes place right here in the Milky Way. The series starts with beings of light who came to Earth 68,000 years ago to teach mankind. Man mutates into various races who fight about their differences. There are stone warriors, walking jewels, descendants of Atlantis, and many more. The mutants band together to find the ancient being of light and the journey leads to a galactic civil war. Check out the Ancient Illumination series available on ancientillumination.net and where all great books are sold. Hello, and welcome to Truckee and Beyond the Star Trek Podcast, I'm Monika.
0: And I'm Andrea, and welcome to episode six of season four of Lower Decks. Parth Ferengi's heart place, or that Ferengi episode as Monika just said. <laughs> This episode, the uh, the Cerritos are visiting the Ferengi homeworld, um, with the prospect of Ferengi joining the Federation. And in this episode, we have about five five storylines, an A B C D E ish type storyline. It's a hodgepodge of a lot, and was it all needed? Manika, initial reactions.
1: I really like this episode <laughs> because uh it include all of my formula recipes for success for lower decks It included an away mission to the Ferengi world which I've been waiting for for the last four seasons and finally got it so happy to see that and see like just the characters and the cultural richness there <laughs> um so I like that uh there's a like a romance part so we'll talk more about that between rutherford and tindy um a stage romance (laughs) there was definitely action and suspense there was like mariner was in a bar fight and stuff like that and as you mentioned there was multiple plot points so gets all the checks for me i really liked the whole concept and it was complete lighter air a complete escape short and sweet 30 minutes what about you so
0: i have to go ahead and say i did not really care for this episode (laughs) it was such a filler episode i just and i know lower decks is like normally a lot more filler but this one just because it's like i don't know this one was just like okay I've seen better episodes. Like This was not one of my favorite Lower Deck episodes. I do not care if I see this one again. Um, and I have to say, so I, I think I misspoke in the beginning. I said five plot points. I think there's only four. You have Mariners. You have uh, the, the fake romance, which was like, ugh. Then you had her mom. And then you had uh, just going crazy. So it was four plot points, not five. So ABCD plot points. Um, I disliked the romance, the fake romance. I want them to be platonic friends. This was not a plot point that was needed, in my opinion. Mariner still hasn't learned, and they keep doing the same thing of her doing the same thing, and it's just like, okay, like if you're going to keep playing this like plot point, can you at least have her learn from her mistakes one day or just, are we just going to keep doing where she doesn't? Um, The only one that I actually truly enjoyed was her mom's storyline. Cause it sort of showed how she was such a smart captain. Um, But the rest of it was just like, why is this even in this episode? It was, it did not need as much screen time as they had. I, yeah, no. Ugh. The uh, is my actual rating, people. <laughs> Before we move along you're to this on Spotify, you need to find the YouTube um, recording of this, of airing of this, because Monique's face looking at me, <laughs> she is like devastated. <laughs> Is devastated looking at me or it's the I'm going to take you by that's <laughs> the end of this recording.
1: <laughs> but quickly in defense of your five plot points, there is a little there's the long runner plot. So maybe so that's where I thought you were going with that. Either that or um ransom seems to have some underlining uh storyline going on there. So
0: ah no. I I was mixing them up. I I miscounted. So no, that was not my thought point on that one. But I could go ahead and say, yeah, let's go ahead and add the beginning and end scene to, yeah. Five people, five. (laughs) So this episode um, is all about the Ferengi homeworld, which I haven't seen before. Um, So it was very interesting. And it's about how Starfleet has like these little guidebooks to every single planet. And this was their job. It was our crew's jobs to go down and enjoy the planet um, and see what's there so they can like add it to an official guidebook. So other Starfleet people, when they come, they sort of know what to look out for, what to expect, what to do, what not to do. Um, I don't get the couple's plot line. I don't get the need of a couple having to like have a separate, I like I feel like, I feel like the couple part could have just been okay, hey, we want to interview this place. Like, how do you treat couples? Let's see all of that versus let's act like we're a couple. And like, it. I'd have to, we have to do this out in the open in the beginning because I'm so sorry. I cannot sit on this. It did not make sense to me that they had to fake like they were a couple. None of that made sense to me. None of it. Why did you like it?
1: Oh, there's many aspects of that. Well, first of all, Ransom did not state <laughs> that they needed to be as close of a couple as Tindy and Rutherford took it. <laughs> so both Boimer and Tinia and Rutherford took their missions to a whole other level. Mariner was like, oh, I'm going to bars. Everyone else decided that they were going to make this much more of an intense mission. <laughs> That was originally asked for. And then also, Ransom seemed to hesitate after like um Tenny and Rutherford showed that they were gonna be like kind of little goo-goo gaga over each other. And he said, Well, maybe I should choose some other people. Like he he noticed that, oh, this this I don't want this to impact their working relationship, and this is like it, this may not go over well. So it seemed like he had an inkling that they were they were trying too hard to be a couple, but they really wanted this mission and they did it. They <laughs> stuck to it. It's really not really his fault, but I like the fact that they um, visited in this episode a place that we have never seen before. And I did a little research in this and there's no other episodes of, any of the Star Trek series that went to the Ferengi homeworld. So this is our first time. And so that's why I felt like this was interesting because Lower Dex is presenting something new to the Star Trek universe that hasn't been done before. So in this case, like this is one of many aspects that's not a filler for me. No,
0: I like that. I'm just talking about the execution was just not going to do well for me. <laughs> so I have to disagree that ransom did say they had to be a couple they didn't have to be as strong as a couple but they had to be a couple like because he was going to ask two other people to act like the couple right they so my thing is no one needed to be a couple like they need they never needed to be a couple you can just say hey we're at your home world what do you do for couples we want to let other starfleet people know for people who are like what was the point of faking to be a couple is the Thing that's like my issue there was no need on, even to be boyfriend or girlfriend there was no need to fake like you were in a relationship to get the information you needed you could have just asked them the concierge would have showed them everything because apparently faking you're like a, you're a couple on this planet is punishable by being sent to the salt mines. That's something couples should know or people should know going there. So it's like, if you didn't know anything about their customs, let's not fake like you do. Because like, what was the point? Because I feel like that concierge would have explained everything because everything they did was out in the open. You, They would have said, okay, hey, if you're coming down here as a couple, beware that they're going to give you all these cute little outfits or maybe not so cute little outfits, depending on how you look at it. Um, They're going to want to take photos of you. They're going to want to give you this deluxe package making you eat chocolate and having to say what you like about your person in, like, in front of everyone. And then your chairs are going to be able to tell you if you're lying or not. And then we want you to consummate the, the relationship in front of everyone, but not where they can see you, but where they can hear you, which is still just as bad. Like, I do not think it was ever needed for them to fake like they were in a relationship for this episode. They could have gotten all that information just by interviewing and talking to the people.
1: But that is just it. Normally in the away missions, they're not like reporters, they're not interviewing. They go undercover in disguise and they try to blend in. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't work. And they get into uh, tough situations and they have to find their way out. And so I because they did not know a lot about Ferengi customs, I think they just did not know about all of those situations that you were just reporting to, like consummating a relationship. Um <laughs> In front of everyone, so that they could hear the sound effects. But (laughs) but it was supposed to like be an undercover shopper, try to figure find out what's authentically part of their culture. Not is it though? Was it supposed to be an undercover mission, or was like like there
0: was? I mean, like there was nothing that was hinted that this had to be like they knew Starfleet was there. Like there was nothing about this that had to be done under the tape like
1: everything could have been out known like they were wearing their uniform so yeah, like undercover like that i mean like under like they're they they were not supposed to reveal that they were not a couple obviously yeah and
0: why i mean they're obviously we have different like they're not we don't have the answer to that but like it's just the why like there was no there was no like impending danger about them going down there. as just friends trying to understand what they give couples. So it was like that's like that's my point. It's like it did not. There was nothing. It'd be different if it was like okay, everyone on this everyone on this planet is coupled up. You have to act like a couple so we can like find undercover stuff. But if you're literally going there to write a field guide because they're about to join the federation and you're going down there in your starfleet uniform, and they know you're there, what do you like? you're literally there to
1: write a field guide how else like because there's only rare situations in which ferengis offer discounts and savings yes they try to exploit and get as much of their I forgot what the money's called but get Not, as platinum much, thank you get as much of that as possible so why do they offer such premium discounts to newlyweds to couples to people that also break up couples like there's like why these (laughs) yeah all of that could have still been like hey we how do you treat
0: couples so our like that's like an incentive for more married couples to come down there or stay away so it's like i mean i know we're not gonna agree on it but i just none of that whole plot line just was pointless for me because they're platonic friends they should only stay platonic friends They should never date. Like, it's just, no. There was no reason. It just, this whole, that whole scene between them was just so awkward and everything.
1: Yeah, they didn't have to date. They didn't have to take it as seriously. (laughs) They never
0: had to be a couple. So like, there was no need for them to ever, to ransom to say, we need people to be a couple. Like, there was no need for that at all. As you can tell people, this is a very hot button issue. (laughs) <sighs> As we know, Andrea is dead inside. So, ugh, just ugh. That is my official rating of that that plot line. Ugh.
1: On another note, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the easier moments in this was Boimer, who, yes. who it's so usually like on top of itineraries it was nice to see him let loose Mm -hmm. and in this case he was binge watching their version of television view screens for like eight hours and so he uh got caught into commercials um uh their the programming to learn about Ferengi and he thought that he could walk away but it kind of pulled him back in, I think, because he wasn't used to it. And he was thinking it was more like a hologram. And so it was interesting to see him, uh, I guess, kind of let loose more and um, really inadvertently fail at a mission. <laughs> 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 well, but, he, but he shared a lot of documentation. And and Ransom kind of knew that, he, that there was going to be some ups and downs between them. But he wanted it, it was a test for everybody. So it was—it was just um, a nice aspect to see of his of his character out of his uniform and just um, away from everyone else. And so he had his own voyage, but separate. He
0: fell victim to the TikTok of the Ferengi world because there are moments where even I will be like, okay. I'm gonna get off TikTok after this video. And then you scroll, and then you scroll, and then you scroll, and then you scroll, and you scroll, and you're just like, I've been here for an hour. Okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. And then you put the phone down and then you walk away and then you come back and you're just like, next thing you know, you're scrolling again. And you're like, wait, when did I even get back on the app? So like in your entire day, it's gone because you were scrolling. And I will say, because Boimler is always that, like, down to like the letter, the second person, I did like that he had a chance to sort of just like melt his mind. Um, Because everyone needs like a mindless day. And I feel like those happen when you least expect them. It's on the days you're like, I need to get so much done. And you're so stressed out. And the next thing you know, you've been scrolling on TikTok for eight hours. And you're just like, what did I learn today? (laughs) But then you didn't learn anything because you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to relax. And that's what Boyama did. He relaxed inadvertently. I don't know, he looks so stressed, (laughs) actor. Is he anything but stressed? He was just relaxed, stressed. If his level's always at a 10, he was at a seven. (laughs) Um, The other storyline that was, ugh, to me, was Mariner's storyline. Because I do not, like, either let her live in her truth or stop trying to teach her lessons because i love her either way but this whole trying to teach her something and then you think she learns it and then another episode you try to teach her the exact same thing it's like either let her live in her truth or give her a a personality shift because like why is it every single time she has a chance to like just be something she's like well i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop this like. How many times have you learned that the other shoe is not going to drop and it's just OK to be be happy to be moving up? And if you never want to actually move up, then don't accept the promotions. Stay demoted. So it's like, what are you guys doing? The writers, what are you doing? Why are you refusing to either let her learn the lesson or just let her live in her truth? Because she created a fight out of nowhere. She um, caused issues when there weren't none. And she was called out again by a really close friend who was just like, hey, eventually you have to grow up. Yes, I changed. Eventually you have to grow up and be something different and try she's like, well, I just don't understand why he's so supportive. I don't like, Mariner, either you want this or you don't. Writers, figure it out. And so like my issue is more with the writers on this scene because it was just like another, This is like the sixth or seventh episode where she's learned nothing, but she's gone through the same exact plot points of I'm going to prove that everyone is the same. Well, you know, eventually, Mariner, it's okay to want something else. No, because that's not who they are. They're going to let us down eventually. So why believe in anything? Let's just act crazy and do crazy things and then get called out by by our friend again and then like have to reflect again. And then nothing changes, which is fine if nothing's going to change. Just let her be that person. But stop trying to teach her the same lesson over and over and over again, and then it never works. That is my issue with that storyline. It was just like, I've seen this storyline again, and eventually we'll probably see it again. Just either let her be reckless or let her change, but stop being reckless trying to go into change, but change never happens. My words, that's it.
1: I feel as though not only have we seen this six or seven episodes, I feel like we've seen this for four seasons. Like
0: When I'm saying six or seven episodes, I mean from all four seasons. Because even when her best friend was the captain in like that first season, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm talking about all the seasons. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and with her mother and the counseling and all sorts of other things. And then she goes back. And her friend stated something spot on that she's stuck in a perpetual state of immature rebellion. Yes. And this just keeps going. <laughs> but it goes to show there's other people around her that around her that's growing it's just not her and that happens. I mean, yes. There are other people in our world <laughs> that's just uh, stated it they stuck in um <sighs> I don't know, stuck at their state and not able to grow. And unfortunately, um, that's why some people just don't get promoted in ranks. Yeah. Um, it's, we just noticed that she, though, creates these problems for herself. Yes. She should not blame other people. She shouldn't. <laughs> like, if you don't want to
0: be promoted, that's fine. I don't believe everyone is destined for management. I don't believe everyone is destined to run their own business. I don't believe everyone is destined to be a leader because everyone can't be. Everyone doesn't want that. Not everyone wants the responsibilities of being um, of being in charge, and that's fine. That is completely fine if all you want to be is like a cog, so you, you you're told when to do your job, and then when you're when you've done when you're done, you go home and actually live your life. It's one thing to work for your life. So like, I'm going to work this job, make this little money so I can be in Starfleet to see the universe. I don't want to be a captain. I don't want to make decisions. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to do my thing so I can see the universe and be paid to do it. Like, that's fine. But just stop blaming other people for why you're not going to move up. Because if you don't ever want to be a captain, that's fine. If you don't want to be a lieutenant, that's fine. If you just want to be on the lower decks because all you want to do is just explore and help people, that is honorable but stop making it seem like anyone who's getting promoted is doing something wrong. (laughs) And like that is, if Mariner never wants to move up, I will be completely fine with her never moving up because not everyone wants to move up or feels like they can or wants the stress of having people report to them. And that is fine, but do not blame other people for why you're not getting moved up. Just accept, hey, you know what? I'm Lower Decks Forever. Because that is where I want to be. Because I feel like I can help people in the way that I want to. I don't have the stress. And when I'm off work, I'm off work. Like, when I'm clocked out, I'm clocked out. That is fine. If they would just let her accept that about herself, I think it'd be awesome.
1: (laughs) I also believe in this bottom line. There's several episodes in which they were complaining about this grunt work. Yes. About cleaning stuff from the holodeck, about this or that. And this is a cool mission, like the best mission ever. <laughs> they, uh, they received lots of perks in this. It seemed low stress, lots of fun um, away from the ship. Just, it, it was just a big opportunity. Also, an independent leadership role where you're sort of like an ambassador. The last thing you want to do is get drunk, get into a borrowed fight, and get arrested when you're just supposed to make <laughs> the torso <tarozo> guy. <laughs> so <laughs> this is your fun, your fun projects. <laughs> Live your best life, dude.
0: And like you're trying to prove a point that no one asked you to prove.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, and another dig was the fact that she took her dear friend from the past, down with her. So yeah. her friend had to bail out, bail her out, take on a predatory loan, and then have to repay that. Come on. you <laughs> It's one thing, it's just you. <laughs> and so her friend was like, look, I, I bail you out this time. I'm, I, I've moved on. I'm growing. So yeah. she has to realize, too, that even though she has this rich past, that her friends are no longer as interested in her because she's a downer.
0: And I feel like the only reason she is is because they won't let her accept that she doesn't want to move up. Like, I feel like if she, like, he was fine with her in the very beginning until she went out of her way to, like, bring them down. And it's like, Your friend who is the captain would not care that you're still in the lower decks if you do your best of the ability and like you don't act dumb to stay low. Like I don't get why they just won't let Mariner accept that she doesn't want to be promoted instead of making it everyone else's fault that she's not getting promoted or that she keeps getting demoted because everyone always demotes her because you do stupid stuff to get demoted because you actually don't want to get promoted. And that's fine. Like writers. Please, please, please. Just like let her accept it or actually let her change. But this whole perpetual loop, as her friend said, this whole perpetual loop of this entire situation is getting old because Mariner can excel in whatever she actually wants to do, but let her make the decision and keep it still. And we know Miller wants to move up. We know he wants to be captain. We know Rutherford is just wants to create stuff. We know Tindy wants to be the best doctor. We know Mariner loves Starfleet let her decide, like make a decision. Is she going to be stay as a lieutenant or is she gonna get demoted again to ensign because that's where she just wants to be because she doesn't want the stress of the world, which again is fine, but she needs to make the exception. She needs to actually accept it and move on from it. And they refuse to let her do that. And it's very annoying.
1: Yeah, so either writers are like building us up to some great big finale in which she overcomes all of this or, <laughs> or she gets demoted again. It's gonna be one or the other. But <laughs> like who knows what this is gonna be,
0: but I'm I'm getting tired of this. I'd like to get off this train of the circle, please. Let's just make a decision and move forward, Mariner. I love you, but just let's move forward.
1: But one character that's not in the circle is her mother, Captain mm-hmm. Freeman. Is moving like I've she's much stronger than the Captain Freeman I remember in season one and two.
0: Yes, her she friend, has lost a lot of her insecurities yeah. and her micromanagement style, and I really like that.
1: Yes, uh, she was suggesting to the Admiral who believed that he would cater to all of the Ferengi's requests, even though they were absurd, and in the end had them dancing. (laughs) That is not the art of negotiation, but he was interested in the final product, the application itself, and she was more interested in the details, and she was watching the body language, she knew that they were playing good cop, bad cop. It was nice seeing her in a much more polished role, like the writer's did her character justice there.
0: I like that. Yeah. So this whole plot line for um, the captain and then uh, the Ferengi negotiations stems from the fact that a Ferengi ship has gone missing and is mentioned on the Ferengi ship in the opening scene that um, they're going straight because of the new leader. Um, And not everyone is okay with that. Not everyone is happy about that. Um, but it's because that the ship has gone missing and that, they're, and that they're losing their trade routes is the reason why the Ferengis are deciding to join the Federation so they can have access to the Federation resources, which just seems so honest, you know? Um, and so in the negotiations, there's an admiral there and um, our captain, is Captain Freeman, is this there to be like a support. And it's like, it's very interesting because like I've seen her in... Um, the admiral's shoes before, where she was so self confident and so sure that she knew exactly what was going on. And because technically it seemed like they held like Starfleet held all the cars, quote unquote, that um, the Ferengi would just sign on the dotted line and make a go and like just say, Yes, we're a part of it, let's do this. But when have the Ferengi ever, ever, ever just completely go with the flow? Like, even with like their um, Mugato. Uh, Episode, they were just like, we only went straight because it made us more money. Like, it's not. (laughs) When have they ever done the right thing for the right reasons? Um, And so it was actually very interesting to see her to be the voice of reason, like how other people have been to her in the past. It's like, okay, yes, you're growing. Um, And we see that the Ferengi was the leader, Rom, was playing dumb. And he was letting them think, like letting the Admiral feel like he was getting one over on him. Like, oh, we're just, you know, we have a couple of changes and we like baseball and let's go to my batting cages and baseball and more baseball. She's like, really, dude, seriously? Um, and how they just kept sort of taking another inch, another inch, another inch from Starfleet. until C- Captain Freeman had to be like, all right, we're putting it into this. I'm going to put a, I'm going to, I'm going to scam you now. And it was like, because, they scammed the Ferengi. The Ferengi respected them. It was like, all right, we'll go back to the original arrangement, but I just had to make sure I wasn't signing with the putts, you know? <laughs> um, and so it was like it was like, all right, she's learned from her mistakes. She's learned not to be too full of yourself and think your way is the only way. So people must, must agree with you. Um, so I liked. I liked that storyline. It was it was the only part of this episode that was a saving grace because it's like they literally made the admiral dance for him. Like
1: <laughs> he
0: was just, oh, 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 just please sign. I can't go home and say that I messed up this entire thing. But you did. The moment you gave an inch, you messed up everything. Um, so I really did like. I really did like this episode. Her her part of the episode, chef's kiss. Wow. It was a moi, not
1: yeah. And the voice actors that played Rom and Lita, his um, female assistant, the first clerk, they are also the live actors for Deep Space Nine. So both of these characters were in Deep Space Nine, and he had um, an affinity for baseball then. He um, played baseball with Cisco and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, they took these characters and added them to lower decks, and also kept the same voiceover actors. So that was really cool. um, That's like a much deep, 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 deeper cut. But um, it's it's nice to see that interaction. We've seen that with like Riker for Troy from Next Generation, many. Um, seasons ago. So um, they're continuing that in other ways. Um, the Those two actors, Rom, that, that played Rom and Lita, were playing like a good cop kind of bad cop and giving distractions for the admiral. And mm-hmm. um, as you stated- No, like, smart it,
0: cop and dumb cop. That's what uh, Freeman said. She said they're playing
1: smart cop, dumb cop, dumb cop. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like Freeman has studied the art of like Ferengi negotiations much more than the Admiral. Yeah. or was taking was it much more seriously. She was. She yeah. She was treating
0: them like they were equals, and the Admiral was treating them like they were dumb Ferengis. Yeah.
1: So that's why he accepted the that bust of himself, even though he had to end up paying for it. I would not pay for that. That's my. Did you see his those eyes, the eyes on that statue?
0: <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, you want me to pay for this gift? Right. Nah. You can take it back.
1: Right, and that's like their icebreaker? That's like the welcome gift instead of flowers? <laughs> like
0: in the moment you know? he said, did you bring the platinum, that's when they knew they had him. That's when they knew they had him. Because why would he ever? Ever. Like, why would, like, if you open up and by paying, if you open up the negotiations by paying for the gift that they gave you, you just put all the cards in their hand because now they know what you're worthy, what you're willing to do to get this whole thing signed.
1: Right, right. And in the end, as you stated, Captain Freeman gave them a deal in which they didn't read the fine print, and it was a deal that they could never actually achieve. Um, But they agreed to it because they didn't read a fine print. But trying to get the Klingon Kronos into the Federation was just never going to happen.
0: Yeah. The Kronos is never joining. Never joining. (laughs) Like, they will be allies if they have to be, but they will never join the Federation. (laughs) 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 Never.
1: Right. That planet is like the pirates. Like, that's where, like, all the sketchy stuff happens some they don't want epi- rules. <laughs> this episode was 50/50 because it had two
0: storylines that were ah, okay. We had one that was ah, okay, one that was Chef's kiss and two that was that. Ah. So I'll give it a solid B minus. Okay, that's
1: better than where we started.
0: Oh no, it's still I still I don't need to watch it again at all yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> like like legit if the Freeman episode, if the Freeman part of this episode was not there, this would be like an F. The only thing that is saving this episode is the Freeman storyline because there is nothing else about this episode that I care about. <laughs> like blamers, Oh. It, it's a take it or leave it. He had like 30 seconds of screen time. Like, <laughs> like compared to Mariner and Rutherford and Tindy, he had like 30 seconds of screen time. Um, like all together, so like it was not enough to save this episode. So no, the only thing that is saving this episode is Freeman actually learning and being a great captain in this episode.
1: One of the things I do want to mention about Rutherford and Tendi is that they knew once they were like into deep, they realized, oh, this isn't going to work. Let's just let's just act it out. So they didn't force it too much, and then once they were back on the churritos, they were back into complete friend zone, um, and so they seem much more comfortable. It wasn't this. Sometimes there's an awkwardness mm-hmm. when like two friends kiss or something like that. And then they try to be platonic again. There's a little awkward or more. And so, uh, but that didn't happen. And I was worried about that. Like how would their working relationship pers- persist after having to share such a romantic adventure together? But they they seem okay now. And yeah,
0: just don't ever make them into a relationship ever, just never. Like Rutherford attendee should not date at all. Like, can we just have platonic friends who get each other without there having to be some type of romance underlining it? So no romance, just friendship.
1: Yeah, that's what we have.
0: No, I'm speaking to the writers. (laughs) This was not, they had literally no, they had no chemistry while they were fake dating. Stop it. Don't bring this back. Look at me. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes, writers. Do not bring this relationship stuff back
1: too serious
0: i'm very serious <laughs> no <laughs> so any final thoughts before we end this episode
1: no those, those are serious thoughts i'm not going to get away with and away with that <laughs> <laughs> those thoughts weren't for you those thoughts I I was <laughs> <about> you it too <laughs>
0: People, even when we don't agree, we find the humor in it. Um <laughs> so um again, I'm gonna ask one more time so no one can say I didn't give Monica time to give her final thoughts. Any any final thoughts, anything you would like to say about anything else? No, okay. <laughs> well, as always, I'm Andrea and I'm Monika. And live long and Pros- prosper. And prosper.
1: Hi, it's Benika again. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Trek and Beyond. This week's podcast was sponsored by the subscribe button. By using the subscribe button, you will receive notifications when new episodes of Trek and Beyond are released and your podcast app will add the episode to your playlist. Best of all, the service is free. Try it out. Subscribe to Trek and Beyond, a Star Trek podcast.